Is today the day, the day that you choose you? Are you ready and willing to play outside the confines that keep you stuck? This is your invitation to receive new perspectives, to open up to a new energy of limitless choices with your health, body, spaces, relationships, money, business, and beyond. Are you ready to leap fences and embrace your boundless life? Listen now to Infinite Energy's radio show with Lisa Bennett. Hello, hello, and welcome, everyone. My name is Lisa Bennett, and I am the Space Whisperer. And for those of you that are tuning in for the very first time, I would love to welcome you to this Infinite Energies radio show. So what is a Space Whisperer? Well, I've had the capacity of communicating with spaces from afar, uh, both uh, energetically or also on site with people's spaces. And when I talk about their spaces, it's their environment, their environment of their home, their environment of their business, and really how it communicates and how it can affect you and your life and what you're desiring going forward. And I have to tell you, whenever I uh, come up with different uh, themes that come up for the show, it really, different people have inspired me over the years. And I have to tell you, our guest today is one of those that has inspired me in many ways. And I look forward to having all of you as listeners be inspired by her story. So I wanted to introduce you to our guest, Kelly Fallardo. <laughs> Fallardo, Fallardo. And, and really, I, and if, I'm sorry, Kelly, if I've mispronounced, um, but the, today's show is really about the beauty is the space within, because we talk about spaces on this show, and sometimes it's not just the space of an actual physical space, we're talking about the energetic space within ourselves. And over the years working with spaces, I'm really actually, uh, I find that once we start to really get true to what what really works for ourselves and what has been our purpose, what has been uh, gifted us in this world is really the space of showing our true colors. And with that, I find with Kelly, she has truly lived the beauty within. So it's not something that is visual. And I know that the media has us believe that it's a very visual thing. We have magazines, we have uh, books and, and how to do this and how to be this and, and telling us what is beauty as opposed to actually acknowledging that it actually is something that is within each and every one of us. So Kelly is a mother of three and at the age of two was in a tragic accident that severely burned 75% of her body and with that her life was forever changed. She's had numerous surgeries, she's had uh, visible scars that actually had her turn into a target for bully and isolation during her childhood. And at that point, there was these emotions as all kids that you get into this feeling of isolation, being un ashamed, unloved. And at one point, I know, and Kelly will share more about this, she uh, imagined that she wasn't going to ever find love. Well, guess what? She totally did. She found love. She got married, became a mother of three, and then had the courage to leave her marriage. <laughs> 
She is an inspiration. She's a single mom. She raises her kids. She has a successful speaking career. I know that she's got some big speaking engagements coming up. She's a best-selling author. She's a uh, um, actual documentary has been based on her story that's coming out at the end of the month. And she also has this this is something that I wasn't aware of that has sort of come to light. She is also an, a beautiful artist that is inspiring. So, Kelly, before I go any further, because I could go on and on and on and we can share a bit more, tell us a little bit about from where you were as a little girl to where you are today. Did you ever imagine this life? <laughs> <laughs> From this little, beautiful two-year-old girl that endured so much and to today just having all these beautiful doors open up for you. Well, first of all, Lisa, I want to thank you for having me on your show. It's always an honor when, whenever anybody, you know, feels my story is worthy enough to be on their show. So I want to thank you for that. So it means the world to me. So, um, you know, no, I, I, I didn't think I had a future because mm. when when I was you know 14 15 I used to pray to God and I would say dear God please don't make me wake up in the morning but if I have to can I at least be scarlet so I can be pretty like all the other girls you know thank you amen and so I had no idea what a future would be like for me um I you know how some girls grow up, they know when they're little that they want to be a mom and they want to have kids and they're going to have that, you know, beautiful prince of a husband and and they just know all that. Um, I never had that. I never wow. had that. I, I never had that dream that I would actually get married or that I would actually have kids or that anybody would want to fall in love with me. I never had that dream. And um, it's actually interesting, too, because um, even, like, with my body, because, like, my whole body is covered in scars. Like, I, my well, not I shouldn't say my whole body. Um, my whole chest is covered in scars, and it, they go all the way around to the middle of my back. So um, we didn't even know when I was little if I would actually even grow breasts because I, one nipple is gone, and the other nipple that I have is so tiny that you can hardly call it a nipple. Um, but it does yeah. work. It does, it does work because I I leaked when when I had my daughter, so it was like, oh, I guess it is a functioning nipple. Um, <laughs> Woohoo! But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, so it, it's interesting because I was talking to a guy about it and and this friend of mine, and we were talking about how you know how some women when they get dressed up. Like, they put makeup on, and, and they put on the, the beautiful dress, and they go, wow, and they go, oh, my God, I'm so gorgeous now. I don't get that feeling either. So even mm-hmm. when people put makeup on me, because I don't like makeup, but, you know, there's been occasionally where I've had professionals do my makeup, and, and they go, okay, there you go. And, and they know not to put a ton of makeup on me because it doesn't do anything for me. Like, I don't I, – I honestly can look in the mirror and, and not say, wow. I don't see a difference. And so I don't even know if I can explain it, but I was talking to my friend about it, and he goes, Kel, that's because you didn't learn how to feel sexy. Mm. You didn't learn. That's, that's a learned feeling. And I, I've never felt that way. I've never felt, wow, 
when, you know, people would put makeup on me or, or that sort of thing. I don't get that transformation like some women do. It's absolutely amazing, Kelly, that, and I'm so grateful for your vulnerability and willingness to talk about your whole journey. And, and yet I can say having, having facilitated classes around the world and, and how many women, even when in this reality we would call them beautiful, never mm-hmm. see it. And, and I've met, you know, uh, women in India who have been shamed. Uh, body shamed. There's a, there different cultures have body shaming going on, and 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 you know they're covering up, and they're 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 not allowed yep. to show their bodies, their shape, their beauty, and and I mean beauty comes in all shapes, and and so for you to actually acknowledge that makeup is just makeup. <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't actually create the beauty which is within all of us. Um I I have this this um friend who has uh no use of his arms or legs. He's in a wheelchair and he paints with his mouth. And the beauty of this gentleman is is absolutely amazing. He 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 sees beauty in in through his paintings that's how he uh puts it out on paper so if we can just reach out to all the people today i would i really invite you that mirrors and i know that kelly you talk about the mirror as not necessarily being um when you were a little girl that was something that wasn't a friend of yours so maybe you could just sort of describe to those that are judging themselves through mirrors that have a hard time looking at, at themselves in a mirror. What what was that like for you? Well, do you remember watching Snow White as a little girl? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And you remember the the mirror, the mirror talking back to the evil queen, saying, you know, talking to her. And you know, it, it's interesting because I look back at the whole mirror thing, and I honestly believe it started way back then. When we're like three, four years old, we learn that the mirror talks to us. And, yeah. and I, and, you know, and it was interesting because I, I'm, I'm always trying to figure out what is it? What is, why is it? And what is it? And I realized that, you know, we're so focused on what the mirror says to us. And, you know, it's funny because I'd love to do a little video where you kind of like knock on the mirror and say, Hey, mirror, are you going to talk to me? Because the mirror doesn't have a voice, right? Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't have a voice. It doesn't have emotions. It doesn't have feelings. It's us. And that was when I realized, hold it. The mirror isn't saying anything to me. It's just an inanimate object that I'm mm-hmm. looking into. And it's our thoughts, it's our feelings, it's our emotions that are causing us to feel the way we are. And so my mirror, when when I was a young girl, I when I would look in the mirror, I would just say, yuck. Who's going to love that? Like, I'm covered wow. in scars. And, you know, and and, and, I, and it would have been easy to, you know, put makeup on my face. But I still have scars on my arms. I still have mm-hmm. scars on my legs. I still have scars everywhere else. So people were still going to see the scars. And so um, my mirror was not my friend. My mirror made me feel ugly. My mirror would just say, yuck. And, it, and if I would say, you know, I am beautiful, because you know how they tell you, 
say these affirmations. I am beautiful. I am beautiful. I am beautiful. And eventually you're going to believe them. But that didn't work for me. And I believe it doesn't (laughs) work for a lot of people. I believe it doesn't work for most people. Because what happens is your ego or the mirror, right, says to you, no, you're not. You're covered in scars. And the media doesn't say that people with scars are beautiful. The media says you have to be flawless. You have to be perfect. You can't have a blemish on your face. You know, and, you know, even some of these um, cosmetic companies that promote that their products are going to make you look flawless. And, <laughs> and I'm like, seriously, yeah. did you just not set up every single woman for failure? Mm-hmm. Because that's what you've done. When you go and you say you have to be flawless to be beautiful, there's, there's very, very few women in this world who actually believe they're flawless. Yeah, I, <laughs> and you know, it's funny, I, 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 as I'm listening to you talk about mirrors, that is something that when I've worked with different clients over the years in their spaces, and and in a commercial space, a retail space, when people are trying on clothes, they're looking in a mirror. When they're right. going to uh, the drugstore and they're try- trying out different makeup or eyeshadow, they're looking in a mirror. When we go to um, the, well, in Calgary, we have the exhibition, the Calgary Exhibition in Stampede. They have this wavy mirror. You go through the, the, the whatever that yeah. house is and yeah, it's the a house, house of mirrors. Yeah. The fun house, right? And and there's the short one, the fat one, the wide one, the skinny one, and it's distortion. <laughs> and so the gift of all of this, playing with mirrors, is that it is a distorted point of view. It yeah. isn't actually real. It is not real. The reflection in the mirror is actually a reflection of where you are at in that moment. So, so I'm going to say so that true. again. The reflection in the mirror is actually a reflection of what you are choosing to be in that moment. So if you've ever gone and tried on a bathing suit, which many women you know, do at this time of year, especially in the north where we want to get out and go into warm climate, you'll try on a bathing suit. And immediately, before you've even tried the bathing suit on, you've judged your body. You've judged how you're yeah. going to look. So that judgment is already it's already a reflection in the mirror. And and the fact that you're as a young girl had that vision of what this, you know, what it looked like to look in the mirror from Walt Disney and to seeing what you saw and then having to reach out perhaps to your mother, to your family members to get validation that they saw the beauty within. And there was something there for you, I'm sure of it, that just, it's like, wow, uh, it, it's a completely different viewpoint because you are going, well, hold on a minute. When I compare my arm to this other little girl's arm in school or when I compare my leg to the other girl's leg in school, it's not the same. So how many people out there have so many distorted points of view about the reflection of themselves in a mirror? It's, it's, uh, wow. Um, well, and, I, <laughs> and my, I, I totally get it. And, and my thing was, too, as a young child, um, I believed that everybody could change themselves but me. So if you were overweight, you could just go on a diet, and then you would lose that title of being, you know, being fat. 
if you were being called four eyes, all you had to do was go and get contacts and you would lose that title and you wouldn't be four eyes anymore. But me being the scar, like the scar face girl, I knew I would never lose that title because I was going for surgeries every two years just to try and get rid of my scars. So I knew I would never lose my title of being the Scarface girl. Wow. Okay. Wow. On Okay. So on this note, everyone, we are going to have a quick break. And when we return, we're going to chat with Kelly about how she's shifted and, and embraced this and, and actually turned this into a documentary and has this voice for so many people out there that perhaps are either burn victims themselves and even young teenagers who, when that's the most judgeable time of our lives, when they themselves perhaps are also going through that moment of not feeling beauty for themselves. So we are on a quick break. You're with Lisa Bennett and our guest, Kelly. We'll talk to you in a minute. Have you ever wanted to know how you can choose an amazing life and to be in the space of thrival instead of survival? Are you ready to move beyond the confines of your life? Have you always known that there was another way of living in this world beyond just existing? How about an open conversation that gives you immediate ways to remove the emotional and physical baggage you have carried around with you for years? Listen to Infinite Energy's radio show every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. wish there was an easier way to change any aspect of your life? What if there is? And what if it could be as simple as communicating with your physical environment? Global Space Whisperer Lisa Bennett works with clients all over the world to interpret and translate the language of their homes, offices, and physical surroundings in order to create clarity, freedom, joy, prosperity, and so much more. Learn more about the latest Creating Conscious Spaces workshop and other upcoming events visit www.infiniteenergies.ca. You can also email Lisa today to book a personal consultation or speaking engagement at lisa at infiniteenergies.ca. This is Infinite Energies Radio Show with empowering coach Lisa Bennett. To participate in the program, please call U.S. 815-880-8255 in Canada 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. You can send a question or comment to lisa at infiniteenergies.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome, welcome everyone. It's Lisa Bennett here with Infinite Energies and I have the beautiful guest, Kelly Fall Ador. Fall Ador. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've got this brain part. It's it's Falardo, but I'm I'm actually eventually going to go back to my maiden name, which is Woodhouse. So it's so much easier to okay. pronounce. <laughs> Yay! We'll go we'll go with Woodhouse today. <laughs> this Hello. is awesome, Kelly. <laughs> okay. So 
so I I have Kelly here who is actually she's also an Albertan. Uh, we live in the same province in Canada, and she's just a little farther north. And Kelly, we were talking when we first talked about having you on the show. We met, gosh, five years ago, perhaps. Um, Four years ago, we met at a Body, Soul, and Spirit Expo, and Kelly had just um, done a speech, uh, and and also I believe you you had your book that had come out at that time too, right? Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and sort of you know I've been following her sort of um, from afar and and have run into her. Um, you know, we have mutual friends out there, social media friends, etc. And and so today we're actually talking about Kelly's story and and how she has inspired others out there to um, actually step into really their power and and their purpose in life. She is a coach, a speaker, advocate, a burn survivors charity ambassador and key, keynote speaker. And this is really cool. She started a uh, program called Blankets for Burn Kids that was started with her kids. So tell us a little bit about, um, if you can just share a little bit about that. That's pretty cool. Well, uh, this is, yeah, this is a really kind of a cool story. Um, I just started painting about three years ago. And it was based on my best friend, Carrie Cohan. She's a psychic. And she said to me, you know, I see you painting in a big way, making thousands of dollars. And and I said to her, you know what, I think you're full of shit. I've never painted in my life, and I don't <laughs> see myself being a painter, right? Like, just instantly rebel. And and she's like, no, I see you painting, and you're going to make thousands of dollars at it. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I think you're full of it. And and apparently I used the F-bomb with her, too. And, <laughs> and uh, so you know, she said, well, let's go paint. Let's go to paint night. And I'm like, no, we're going to go drink wine in your hot tub. So... <laughs> And it was one of those freezing days like we're having right here, you know, Lisa. So, yeah. uh, so I know it's crazy that we're in the deep freeze. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. So anyway, so the very next day I saw a painting on Facebook and I was like, oh, my gosh, I got to learn how to do that. And so I started watching some YouTube videos and um, like the, of that artist. Right. And then I was having a moment and. And it was, um, I said to myself, what does my heart say? And it said, go paint. And I was like, nah, what does my heart say? And it said, get up and go paint. And I was like, okay, fine. And I had won a paint kit the year earlier. And in this paint kit, I had like all the canvases and the easels and the paint and everything, everything to start painting. But I didn't want to paint. So anyway, so I start painting and I put all my paintings up on Facebook and all of a sudden, people were, like, loving them, and they wanted to buy them. And I was like, really? Like, this is crazy. And, you know, you guys are crazy. <laughs> like, like seriously, like, I was like, you guys are, this is crazy talk. Like, I'm I'm not that good, right? But anyways, they were like, no, we want to buy your painting. So this, this girl Facebooked me, and she said, I want to buy that painting, like, the fourth one I did. And I said, okay. And she goes, how much? And I said, to my, I said well, I don't know. I've only been painting one day. <laughs> and she's like, well, but I, but I am smart enough to know that I say to her, okay, well, what, what do you offer? And she goes, I'll pay you 150 bucks. And I was like, okay, sold. So I made like a thousand cool. bucks on one, one week, 
just on paintings. I was just like, I was a painting maniac. It was nuts. My boys would come home from school and they were like, Mom, we want to know what you're, like, we wanted to come home from school just to see what you painted. Because I would paint like three, four, five paintings in a day. Like, it was just crazy. And so anyways, from there, what I found is a way to take my painting and put it on a blanket. And on a fleece blanket. And the blanket says, you are loved, you are needed, you are wanted. And so people were, like, buying the blanket. And I was like, okay, this is crazy. Like, what is going on? And I had, like, 100 blankets pre-sold. And I thought, okay, how am I going to get these manufactured? <laughs> right? Because my yeah. manufacturer wanted, like, so much money to do it. And so one of my, my ex-boyfriends, he said, Carol, you need to take all that money and go get them get like a thousand made in China. And I was like, yeah, but I don't have all enough money to do all thousand. He's like, find a way to make the money. And so that's what I did is I found a way to get 1500 blankets shipped to Canada from China. And then what wow. I did is I started up a charity called uh, the blankets for burn kits. And so what I do is I, I go to different rotary clubs and service clubs and I ask if them, I ask them if they'll sponsor blankets. And then we give the blankets to the kids at burn camp, like the, the burn kids Aww. at summer camp. And, um, and then we're also doing it for, for other charities, too. So we're not just doing it for burn kids, but we do it for cancer kids, autistic kids, uh, you know, and any kind of kid that, you know, needs help. So when we were filming my Still Beautiful documentary, we did um, a jump for camp kids. So we did a big skydiving event. And everybody had to raise oh, like I saw $1,000. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had to raise $1,000, and then you got to skydive for free. And then the money went <laughs> to my uh, Blanket for Burn Kids Fund. And then we bought the blankets and then gave away 165 blankets to the kids wow. like the very next day at, um, at uh, Bright Creek at Camp Kiwana. And, oh, how uh, beautiful. So it was Cool. Yeah, and we filmed all that for my documentary. So it was so cool because, like, my 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 three kids, my one son was scared of heights. So he was like, I'm not jumping. And I'm like, come on, Parker. Like, we know you're scared of heights, but, you know, you got to try things, right? <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not doing it. And my other two are like, oh, yeah, Mom, we're in, right? Like, we're in. No problem, right? So my cousin oh, I was love staring. It. Yeah, my cousin, who had skydived at this one place, he was telling Parker exactly what it's going to feel like. And he's like, Parker, it is scary when you're, like, ready to, like, go out of the plane. But once you're out, like, it's just like you're flying. It's just beautiful experience. So it was so funny because he, my cousin went first, and then Parker went, and then my son Cody went, and then my daughter. Okay, now my daughter is, like, she's got this attitude, like, I'm, like, I can do this, like, there's nothing to be scared of and all this. And and I'm behind her, right? So the guy, the tandem master, starts pushing her because she's, like, screaming, No! I don't want to go! I can't do this! (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm kissing myself laughing, right? Because my daughter's, like, the big shot, right? Like, I can do anything kind of thing. And she's now, like, scared shitless. (laughs) Uh, so they put her out, right? Like, it doesn't matter if you yeah. want to go or not. You're going. So it was hilarious. Good. But the, the most beautiful part about it was that my son, when I landed, 
my son Parker that was petrified of it came up to me and he said, Mom, when can we do this again? Oh, how so, awesome. The, the yeah. gift of, of leaping into the things that we believe we're fearful of is actually really the gift of it's the excitement of of knowing that there is something possible that that once we've done it it's like now now what else can i do now you've just up to the game and so totally. just just what what you have in your life and i'm i'm just wanted to sort of go back a little bit in your story as a young young girl who has been enduring surgeries every summer when kids were going to camp, you were in the hospital. So your childhood was very different from most kids. Um, At what point, Kelly, in your journey, did you find love and, and have the marriage, have the kids? At what point, what was the change? What occurred for you at that time? Well, I really believe it was once we got out of high school, because I think what happens in school is that We've got all these kids around us, and we're all trying to fit in, and we're all trying to be perfect, and we're all trying to, you know, go through, you know, childhood. Um, But I think what happens is once you get out of high school, all of a sudden you break free of all those pressures of trying to fit in in school. And so Mm -hmm. it was just like a whole new world broke through. And, you know, and I remember – you know, going to the bar and then be, having access to a whole new world of, of guys and, you know, guys that would say to me, you know what, you're the girl that my mom really wants me to be with. You're the girl that I'm supposed to be looking for and not those girls who are trying to be perfect and wear all the makeup and, you know, the tight jeans and all that stuff. You're the girl that I want to be with. And um, so when I was 19, that was when I met the man who became my husband. And, you know, it was a beautiful experience because he said to me, he said, you know, if you're wearing makeup to impress me, you don't need to. He oh, says, wow. Because you're beautiful even without it. And so that was my point where I real, I stopped wearing makeup. It was just like, mm. okay. So I, I wear like, you know, lip gloss and mascara, but um, I stopped wearing any other kind of makeup because it was like I didn't need to impress him. He could see that I was beautiful, you know, without wearing makeup. And so, um, yeah, and it, it was interesting, though, because um, now that we're divorced, <laughs> I, see, I see my marriage in a whole different way also, because yeah. I also believe that I, I settled, because I wasn't mm-hmm. really attracted to the man, and that was the other thing. I wasn't attracted to him, and I believe mm. that because he said he loved me and that you know, he wanted to be with me. I still at that point didn't believe that any other man would want me. And so I believed that that was why I was with stayed with him. And how many how many women, Kelly, out there have have settled or men have settled in a relationship because they actually have never felt loved? Oh, I know, and I was <laughs> right? I know, and I was with him for twenty four years. And and so we we have belittled ourselves, made ourselves small, made ourselves whatever, because we go, well, this is probably the best that I can do, so therefore I'll settle. And and then one day you wake up and go, whoa, <laughs> completely. We buy, and, yeah, and we I, buy the lie. 
totally. And and in fact, um, uh, a couple of years before I actually left my husband, my he said to me, and he was really drunk. Okay, so he said to me, he said, you know, I often think about you and I if we were separated, because he knew I was interested in leaving. And he said, um, you know, if 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 you left me, you'd be a single mom with three kids and with the scars on your body. Who would want you? Huh? Ow. Gosh, sounds I like know. mine. <laughs> I, I know. Similar, and I had a similar yeah. similar uh, conversation with my ex, who's basically no one would want you and. And so how many of you listeners out there have heard that, whether it was in a business when you were let go from a job or in a relationship when somebody has told you that they no longer want to be with you and you go into this downward spiral of depression, of saying, well, I guess I'm not good enough, I'm not this, and you buy the lie, that bullshit story, and then you start to create that lie in your life, and it prevents you from moving forward. And if I could, if I could inspire anyone today, is the, the getting your ass out of bed and saying, I've got this, and have your own back, and move forward, and not go into the story, not buy in the other person's story of what they are trying to diminish you or limit you with and or even just label you with. Uh, that's what we buy other people's labels as ours, as as you had when you were a little girl. I know, uh, Kelly, you, they, they gave you the name Scarface, the kids in school. And so then we buy that. And and it's funny when I was chatting with Kelly a while back, uh, I, I, I have always thought of you as a beautiful being, always. And, and you said, but you don't see my scars, Lisa. I have scars. I went, yeah, I do, but I don't. So how many people do we not actually see those, those scars of whatever the scars are and actually see their beauty within? Um, yeah. So it's, it's, well, it's, you know, it's the, Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, well, <laughs> I know, and and I love how you mentioned that because people say to me, you know, like I saw your scars for the first five minutes, and then after that, I didn't see them anymore. And I say, well, why not? They're still physically there. And the thing is, what I'm trying to prove to you is that beauty isn't physical. Beauty is is a, a feeling. So what you're mm-hmm. seeing is you're seeing my energy, you're seeing my spirit, you're seeing everything else about me. And that's what I'm trying to get across to people. And it is that it isn't the physical beauty that people are seeing. It's the inner, the inner, be- mm-hmm. it's the inner being, it's the inner feeling. And that's the whole thing about beauty is it's not about what you look like. It's about a feeling that you, that you have. Why is it that some of the most beautiful, gorgeous women do not feel beautiful? It, it, because it's a feeling, and they look beautiful. We look at them, and we're like, oh, my God, that is, like, a, a beautiful woman. And yet she doesn't feel it because beauty is a feeling. It's not yeah. what you look like. Well, and, and on that, it's it's when, when – and I've met, I mean, as you have, different different women over the years where they truly do not believe that they are on a physical level – you know, they they're it would be perceived as the perfect body, the perfect whatever, perfect ass, perfect boobs, perfect whatever. <laughs> I 
and and yeah. they're like, I I'm I don't I don't feel beautiful, and you're and and it's not from an ego that they're saying that they're actually truly not believing that they are, and so for all those, at some point, there's a switch that goes on when there is this no longer the need or requirement to prove yourself to others and actually start to be the energy of of joy and happiness cuz that that effervescent energy of you Kelly flows out and it flows out in your paintings it flows out in the documentary it flows out through your children and so how many people out there are not willing to start letting it flow and get out of the box that they put themselves in with regard to the career that they've chosen, the marriage that they've chosen, the, all the friend relationships that they've chosen, and actually say, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to go out and I'm going to create the life that I know that actually is going to create the joy in my life. And and not actually, it's not that you care, because we care, but it's not actually buying into the other people's way that they believe you should be living. So all the people that say you should do this, I'm going to say, yeah, no. <laughs> I know. Exactly. You know, it's interesting because I've got a friend of mine, and he's a guy, and um, we may date eventually. I don't know. There was talk of it, but who knows? Um, and anyway, I love Kelly. Kelly's got lots of guy friends. I have to tell you, it's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> They're lining up, baby. They're lining up. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's complicated. How about we put it that way? Um, oh. Anyway, <laughs> and and he's in a different. Okay, so he's in a different. Let's, like I'm going to be really brutally honest. He's in a total different social circle than I am. Okay, so mm-hmm. he's a millionaire, and I'm not. And so a lot of his friends are millionaires and billionaires, okay? And so, you know, he said to me, he said, and obviously he needs to, like, fit in, right, or wants to fit into that. And and, and that's, that's him. It's, it's beautiful for him, right? So he said one of the reasons that I love you is because you're real. Mm-hmm. And And basically what I've had to do is stop, trying to compete with other people, I, I, I can't. I can't compete with other people. I don't want to compete with other people because all it does is it makes me feel like a failure. That's what was happening is is I was feeling like a failure because I wasn't able to compete with those women who I felt were more beautiful or more successful than me. And instead it was like, okay, the only person I want to compete with is me. That's the only person I want to compete with. And and I'm, I love celebrating other people's successes because I believe that everybody can be successful. And even when I see other speakers who are doing amazing things and, and they're things that I could possibly be jealous about, and I'm like, I'm not jealous of them. I'm celebrating them because that has given me a glimpse of what I can do too. Do you know, and, and, and thank you I for this. Yeah, I I actually, this is interesting. I a while back I was trying to do business in a certain way, and I had all these people around me that were saying, "You need to do it this way. You need to do it this way." And it got more and more energetically for my body, tighter, more more constrictive, 
And when I initially started working uh, in in this particular industry, I found myself playing from an energy of joy. Like it was just fun. And I didn't have a, a set uh sort of target or precedent of what I required to do. I just did it. I was just being me. And then all these people started to say, you have to do it this way. You have to go this way and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And as I was going into that, everything in my body got tighter. And then I noticed that people were in this space of competition or so it was perceived that way and that that was a good thing and that was what the industry was all about. And I was like, holy fuck, there's nothing fun about this for me. And and yeah. when I realized, when I stepped away and went, I, I actually had to physically sort of step away from everything and go, okay, so tr truth, Lisa, what is it that really lights you up and really inspires you? And and for myself, just what I'm doing here with you, Kelly, I love the empowering of others. I love being the cheerleader for other people and their journey in life. I love uh, facilitating people with their spaces that that it's a language for me it's my language that i've I, I don't have to go and take a course on learning the language it just is a part of my being and as you have for you you found your language you found your own inner language that is actually touching those kids that are going through high school that are having challenging times you're touching those p kids that have had uh serious traumatic uh burn uh, and 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 their bodies they're they're already going through the judgment they're going through the the surgeries and you are their inspiration and they're seeing that energy of you that is actually saying guys if i can do it you can do it and and right. that's such a gift, Kelly, when, when we can inspire people to say, hey, if I can do this, holy shit, you totally can do this. You can rock this. And and you're giving them the shortcut. You don't have to go through years of beating yourself up. And, and I, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be – and I know that you pro you didn't imagine that you were the one that was going to be the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I love what you're saying because it's so true. We don't always know what direction our future is going to go in. And, you know, and it's, it's very true that um, I think that's one of the reasons people relate to me so well is because they see that I'm um, reachable. Like, I don't yes. know if that makes any sense. Like, yep. people you're being completely you. You're being completely you. You're a completely approachable woman. There's a no bullshit attitude with Kelly, by the way, and and <laughs> and well, there is, and that's what I love about you. Yeah, you're approachable, and there there is no facade, and that's the attraction for this man that's saying, you know, he's around a lot of plastic, or perhaps what we consider to be that fake energy, and. And people trying to be something other than themselves. Well, guess what? You're you're being you. <laughs> I know, and you either have to love me the way I am or not. Because I yeah. try to think, will I fit into that world? And it's like I don't know. I don't know if I would ever be able to fit into that world. Because the thing is, I'm going to be me. <laughs> you know, and and Yay. I I love wearing jeans and t-shirts, and you know I've been selected to do a TEDx talk in Edmonton. Yay! And, um, 
yeah, I know. And I'm excited about it. And I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to wear? And I'm like, okay, so what is it that makes you feel the most powerful when you're on stage? And it's jeans, t-shirt, and high heels. And Woo-hoo. it's like, okay, that has to be what I wear. Because if I put on a dress, I am going to feel uncomfortable. And I can't feel yeah. uncomfortable when I'm going to be on the most most powerful point of my life. Right? Like wow. this this stage is going to be one of the ultimate stages that I could be on for my speaking career. And if if, if I go and I wear a dress that makes me feel uncomfortable and doesn't that I'm feeling awkward in and I'm wondering, okay, do I look good? Do I not? Like you know, like even though I am a confident woman, there are times when I do feel insecure or I feel like I'm being judged or I feel like you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like sometimes yeah. I'm like, I'm feeling a little bit awkward. And that's okay to have those feelings. But what you need to do is when you're feeling that way, you need to know how it's going to make you shift out and how it's going to make yeah. you um, feel great. And so I know that I can't do something that's going to make me feel uncomfortable. I have to be confident. And this is my best way to feel confident. Beautiful. Beautifully said. So, Kelly, what is, if if we could put out there for, for the listeners today, what is the um, sort of key takeaway that you would like for them that have never heard of you, that have never um, looked at, and I know the documentary will be coming out soon, uh, still beautiful. What would you like to have as a takeaway for people today um, that would be an inspiration well, you know, it's really interesting because yesterday I did a speech to a group of six girls and we watched my documentary, Still Beautiful, and then they had me do like a Q&A afterwards. And they said to me, Kel, what makes you so strong? Like, I don't get it. You've been through like hell and back. Seriously, like, it's you know, it's not even just about my burns. It's about my divorce, my parents' divorce, right? Uh, it's about me losing the baby. I lost the baby when I was eight months pregnant. And had to go through that. I've been through pre-cancer. I've been through, like, you know, the loss of my dad and my grandparents. And, like, I've been through a lot. And it's like, what makes you strong? Like, I I don't get it, right? Like, you should be in bed for the rest of your life. (laughs) 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 And, and, And I... I I go through that myself too. It's like, what is it? What is, what is it that I'm doing? And you know, it there's there's multiple things. And and one is I'm always visualizing my future. What do I want my life to be? That's that's always what I'm thinking about. I'm I'm never like yeah. There are times I think about my past and and I get angry sometimes about you know my ex and my divorce and stuff like that. And and I I was sharing some stuff about that. Um, and basically, one of my messages is, where do you want to spend your time? Do you want to spend your time in drama land that is negative, that is bringing you down, that is stopping you from moving forward, that is keeping you stuck in your place? Or do you want to go to your happy land? And your happy mm. land is where you are you know, you're excelling in life, you've got that perfect relationship, whether it's with a man or a woman or being single, you are doing everything you love, you're inspiring people, you're motivating people, you're, you know, accomplishing your dreams, and everything is just coming to you. Um, Where do you want to spend your time? 
And, you know, I'm, I'm going to give your, your, your listeners a really cool, easy thing. So, you know, when I was um, going through my divorce, every time I saw my ex's name pop up on my phone, whether it be a text message or a phone call or whether he was being nice to me or not, I would grumble when I would see his name and I would growl at my phone and it would take me to being <laughs> completely happy to being completely mad, even if he was like sending me something nice, right? And I'd be like, ah, just seeing his name would bring out this negative energy on me. And I thought, okay, this can't, this can't work because like it got to the point where if I knew I had to speak that day, I couldn't even see a text message from him before I would have to get on stage because it would put me in a bad mood. And I thought, okay, this can't work and this can't be happening to me. And I thought, what can I do to keep me into a positive state? And so I changed his name on my phone. And it's so interesting because when I ask people when I speak, even yesterday I asked people, um, okay, what do you think I changed his name to? And some people said, oh, you know, asshole or you know, like some <laughs> negative name. And I was like, no, because that would keep me in my negative state. I can't have negative energy. I had to find a way to cause positive energy around his name. And so they I, they said to me, well, what did you change his name to? And I said, I changed it to poor soul. So then every time I saw his name, I would see I would see poor soul. And I would go, oh, poor soul is texting me. I wonder what he wants. And I would never get angry again. And so that cool. was my way of, of staying out of drama land and staying in happy land is because I was able Beautiful. to see his name in a positive state instead of being in a negative state. And that is the whole key to feeling beautiful. It's the whole key to having a successful life is to stay in happy land, not to stay in drama land. Stay in that positive state. You know that, Lisa. You know that. I totally do. Oh. Right? Yeah. And you have to do things your way. Yeah. Yeah. And and the beauty of that is... For me, I I lived in drama land for a long time in in my marriage, and then even after going through the divorce, um, was drama, lots of drama, and there was that stress that would show up in my body that translated into so many other things that I created and, and that wasn't fun for me at the time and. Today, I can say that there isn't a charge. Now, I'm going to try the changing the name, actually. I think that's a really fun fun thing to do. <laughs> I think that's a brilliant idea. Um, and and fi- find a really fun, playful name that won't have, it just won't have the old energy, the old connotation that's attached to it. And uh, so before before we head out here, everyone, I, I wanted to let you know that you can get in touch with Kelly. Um, Kelly, can you just share your your um, how people can connect with you, whether it's through email or your website? Yeah, absolutely. You can go to my website. Um, I've got uh, – I did buy the domain kellywoodhouse.com. <laughs> So that uh, when I change my my name back to my my maiden name, then people will be able to get it. But yeah, it, you can go to kellywoodhouse.com or kellypolardo.com and uh, find me there. Come find me on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, but I don't know how to use it. So my son looks after my Instagram for me, and 
<laughs> he's handling all those cool. guys that think they want to go on dates with me. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, and then on uh, your website, you do have some books. I do. So the, my books are there. Uh, you know, there's also the trailer to my documentary is there. So if people want to see that, they they can go and have a look there. Um, yeah. No, it's great. And if there's a, um, I guess, a, a uh, resource out there, a uh, company or, or people that are looking to purchase your blankets, they can connect with you as well. Yeah, that's on the website also. And actually, if they go on to my website and they can sign up for my email list, they get my my book for free. It's called The Seven Ways to Embrace the Real You. And uh, mm. they'll get that free gift. Yeah, it's awesome. I love Beautiful. That Beautiful. So I am really grateful for today. Uh, and and please note, if there is someone out there that you would love me to interview or chat with that has inspired you to choose and, and go forward in your life in a way that perhaps you um, hadn't been imagining that you could or choose a way of, of being with your life, um, please share that with me. I love I love having guests on the show and I know that uh, I do talk a lot about spaces, but please note that it's not always necessarily a physical space that you visually um, move furniture and, and you know, that's, that's something that I love to play with. We're also talking about the energetic space within and truly for all of you out there, I really inspire you or invite you to be inspired by yourself first. Wake up and give yourself a hug. Tell yourself that you have a purpose in this life and whatever that is, it will present itself to you sometimes in the most bizarre ways like with Kelly choosing to take up painting lessons <laughs> and boom, <laughs> she's she's painting and, and she's created a great... Uh, business to talking to kids and and uh, so are the TEDx talks Kelly are they mostly geared towards teenagers or are they geared towards um, a larger group no TEDx is mostly geared towards um, adults so I'm doing one yeah. in Edmonton Alberta and then I'm doing one in June in Dallas so yeah okay excited cool about that. Well, I'm, we are wrapping up here. Everyone, thank you for joining us today. We could talk so much further. I look forward to meeting you and your spaces somewhere there out there in the universe. Big hugs to everyone for joining us today, and thank you, Kelly. Big hugs to you. And uh, you. Wow. Thank uh, you for choosing to listen talk. to the Infinite Energies Radio Show. Lisa Bennett will return next Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Lisa loves to connect with her listeners. Email her at lisa at infiniteenergies.ca or find her Infinite Energies page on Facebook. 